0: Good morning. Did you know that the most important thing about you is that God loves you? He loved you to the cross and back. And part of His great love is that He gives you a life that matters. You never have to wonder, do I matter? Do I count? You are number one in God's book. And He gives you opportunities every day to live a life beyond yourself. i like to call it a legacy life. This is Sue Donaldson. As you listen today, ask God, show me how to spend today investing in people and your word, because both last forever. There's no better way to live. Good morning. As I'm recording this, I'm looking forward to packing for yet another Donaldson road trip. We are famous for our road road trips, uh, sometimes infamous, uh, but we are Uh, helping our middle daughter move to the Midwest. And so instead of driving to Mark's 50th high school reunion, I know he's old, isn't he? Um, We are going to be driving and filling the back of our car with all sorts of her boxes. And we are looking forward to the trip. I don't mind road trips, uh, as long as I can stop in a timely manner, manner for all sorts of things, mostly food and rest stops. Today's podcast is on road tripping, uh, but really it's more or less on rest stops. The most important question about our road trip can be this, how in the world can I stay on this trip? The road trip of our life with Christ takes uh, something that maybe you haven't thought about. We know it takes the word. We know it takes community with other Christians to help us on our way. Excuse me. And uh, but the most important thing or question we can say is how in the world can we stay on this trip? The answer is we can't. We can't do it by ourselves. We we need God completely. Uh, and the only way to remember that is to spend time with him, whether it's in the car, in the shower, in your favorite chair, on a walk, uh, maybe you're walking your littles, or you're listening to a podcast, and the other day what flipped on my um my car radio was the word itself. It had I had, must have been listening to the Psalms because there it was, and just what I needed to hear, too. So that was a way of having a rest stop with God while I was driving. <clears throat> now, when my friend uh, Sue, I have lots of friends named Sue, we entered the Nike team in training half marathon in San Francisco. Now, this was quite a few years back, maybe 10 or 12. Um, but I was still old, and I wasn't much of a runner, so we were walking it. And our rest stops were definitely on our minds. We we became friends the first day of training because we were both so bad at it, and we walked the same pace, which was at the back of the line. But it didn't really matter um, when we actually went on the marathon, the half marathon in San Francisco. If you can imagine, it's up and down most of the way, up and then down and then up again. We kept stopping at every porta potty because. We didn't know if there would be another one. Now, that was kind of foolish to think that way. But we would think, well, maybe they'll, they'll all be put away by the time we get to them, uh, just in case we wouldn't see another one for a mile or two. And it really, really slowed us up. But Sue and I were not really interested in winning the race. We just wanted to finish it in a semblance of comfort. Now, Jesus invites us all to rest in that wonderful, wonderful verse that you probably know by heart. But in case you don't, I'm going to remind you, Matthew 11, 28, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I know it's summer, but maybe you're tired for whatever reason that your kids are home and you're not sure what to do with them, or uh, you just still have a very big schedule or you're preparing for a family reunion or you're even at the end of a vacation. I always feel like I need a week off after vacation and I'll look forward to a couple of days off maybe when we get back from Iowa. It's a long trip. I like the King I like the King James version of Matthew 11:28. It sounds like it's written for pregnant women and mothers of young children. I'll read it for you. Come all ye who labor and are heavy laden like my neighbor who was expecting triplets, she went full term, by the way, and I will give you rest. Come all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, it's obvious why we need rest. Women are tired, period. We do too much often for too many people with too little money, cooperation, or sleep. I'm in the process of learning the three D's. Now, I mentioned this on a podcast with uh, Robin Ryan McDonald earlier in this month. I'll leave Uh, a link to that in the show notes. She is a faith holistic health coach and she interviewed me on rest. And so we talked a little bit about this and I got this idea from a life coach named Kathy Vick. Uh, And these are the three D's to help you get a handle on overload. If you're feeling overloaded, um, you need to figure out one of three things. Do you delegate this job? That's the first D. Do you do things that energize you? Because you know what those are by this, by this age. You know what gives you energy or what drains your energy. And the third one, do I dump something? So the three Ds, do I delegate the job? Do I do things that energize me? Or do I dump something? Sometimes people worry about me when I'm on a speaking um to where I don't really oh well, it's not really a tour but when I speak somewhere maybe I'm speaking three times in one day and yes that is exhausting but while I'm actually doing the speaking I am energized that is doing something that energizes me one thing that I thought would be fun if if you could talk back to me maybe you could answer in the show notes comments would be if we um, if we could share stories that began with the line I was so tired once that I My mom had five kids, and she used to say, I was so tired that I would go to bed with my ears ringing. I never really asked her what that meant. I wish I had. She was very sympathetic uh, whenever I complained about how tired I was. A while back, I was so tired, just to add that little line right there, that when I decided to take some Advil because I had a headache, I turned on the bathroom faucet to get a glass full of water. And I placed the whole bottle of Advil under the water faucet instead of the glass. Uh, and it was a Costco version, that big bottle. Um, so it ruined well, I thought it ruined all the Advil, but you know, they are candy coated, so now they're in very big clumps. so I hold on to it and I use it for very big headaches. I found this great ad about vitamins. I am tired, I am stressed. I am woman. It made me think of that old, old song, I am woman, let me roar. But I prefer my words, I am woman, let me sleep, or one that's uh, good when you're hanging out with other women, say, at a women's retreat, I am woman, let me snore. Rest is something we all need, sometimes more than other times. I remember a time I needed rest so badly, I thought I would never make it. I'd been sleeping in jungle huts for three nights and trudging up and down steep paths with a pack on my back. I was in missionary training in Papua New Guinea, and it's kind of like San Francisco in the way that it's up and down, up and down. At times, I was literally stepping from tree to tree to break my speed going downhill. Now, earlier in my training, I had accidentally sliced a friend's arm with my machete just a little bit, enough though to give her stitches as we were trying to cut down some tapioca plant to eat and we were standing too close to each other. And I was the one who cried, not her. I just felt so bad. So I had a certain reputation while on this hike. We were hiking up and down with machetes in our hands so that we could break through the brush. And so our guide took away my machete. I guess my reputation had gone even through the Papua New Guineans while sliding down the hillsides looking out for his best interests, I am sure. Now, at the end of this three-day trek, I remember finally almost stumbling into the camp, and I slipped off my pack, and I made my way over to the kitchen, and the women, I remember their smiling faces and sympathetic faces when they saw me, and the women with young children had had to stay at home during our journey, and they were busy making a hot lunch for us, and I was so happy to be back at the home base, and I walked up to them, and I said, I'm home, and I burst into tears. I was exhausted and probably in the best shape physically I've been in my whole life, never to be again. They gathered around me like sympathetic hens, and they welcomed me back. I needed rest, and I got it at long last. Of course, after becoming a mother of young children, I realized that they needed the rest more than I did. Jesus said we are to come to him. That is our rest, coming to him. I forget that aspect of Christ all too often. The more we come to him for rest, the more we understand how he himself is our rest. We come because we need him. We're tired. But there's another reason. We come to him because others are depending on us to be their rest as they travel on their journey. You've heard that expression, we need someone with skin on, you know, because Jesus seems so far away at times. Our children are... Our families, our friends need God, but they need God with skin on, and each of us needs to be Jesus to someone else. We need to be God's hug to one another. However, before we can do that properly, we must first be experiencing God's hug for ourselves. In other words, before we can water others, we must make sure that our bucket is full. That makes sense, doesn't it? Think about it. If you try to empty water into a big pot of plants, Uh, from a bucket that's empty. It just doesn't work. You got to fill it up first. Maybe you're feeling right now uh, that you have a full bucket, but maybe not. I personally need refilling. We could do a whole study on what causes holes in our buckets. I might even have one. Someone said, ministry is spillage. I say that all the time. That makes so much sense to me. When we're so full up of God ourselves, Our ministry of love and exhortation and healing for others is simply the natural outcome. It's just what pours over and onto them. They don't even know when they wake up that morning what kind of exhortation or healing or encouragement or love that they might need. And we don't know who might need the spilling over onto. But, But if we're all filled up, then it just happens in the way that God has led us. Helping others is a byproduct of seeking God and finding our rest in Him. In other words, we don't seek to help others first, but it does happen when we seek God. I was talking with Colleen Townsend Evans right before she was to speak at a large central coast event in our town. This was years ago. And I was the MC, and I hadn't done much speaking myself, but I looked at the masses of women out there waiting to hear her. And I leaned over to her and I said, I'm sure glad I'm not the speaker here this morning, Colleen. I've never forgotten how she responded. What a gracious, beautiful woman of God. Her immediate response to me was this, oh, Sue, I don't consider myself a speaker. I'm just so in love with Jesus, I can't help but talk about him. Wow, what a beautiful example of the outflow, spillage of ministry based on our relationship with Jesus, based on our full bucket, based on what we've received from the Father. Now to make sure that our cup is full, It isn't a matter of a self-centered approach of, oh, I have to get my needs met first. I think we have kind of a warped view of self-care. Yes, I make sure I get my nails done on a regular basis and I get a massage every once in a while. I do believe in self-care, but we can get warped in where we feel like, oh, well, I have to do this first before I can serve someone else. Rather, it's seeking God simply to know him better, just to know him better, not for his gifts to relate with Him well because we love Him. I read something recently in a devotional where it just says, just adore God all day long. So it's it's been a wonderful thing to begin just to say spontaneously throughout the day, no matter what horrible things going on in my family or whatever, and say, I adore you, Lord. I adore you. He just wants to be adored. Allowing Him to woo us and endear Himself to us we come to make sure our cups are full enough so that they can spill over in ministry to others. I hope this has been encouragement to you today to take time to take off and, and take that rest stop the next time you see that sign. And, and uh, pray for me as we go on our, rest on our road trips. Uh, actually, Mark has learned through the years that when I say, honey, I need a rest stop, Uh, Let's look for the next one. And he's, he's become a lot better at stopping. It's so great. And I'm so relieved. But even more importantly is for me to take a rest stop with Jesus every day and to tell him throughout the day, oh, Lord Jesus, I so adore you. And I adore you too. Thank you so much for listening, and if this has been a blessing to you, would you please share it with a friend and leave an honest review, and that will help this podcast to keep going out. Thanks so much, and have a wonderful day, and if you are on a road trip, make sure you look out for those rest stops. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.